Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast for all things Rugby League. Hot Recap Rugby League will bring you news, previews and match recaps from both the Betfred Super League and the NRL in Australia over the course of the 2024 seasons. There has never been a more exciting time to get involved in the sport of Rugby League and we want to help grow the game through this new podcast that helps keep fans up to date with the goings and comings of their league but also to try and entice new fans into the sport. This is very much a podcast in the starting out phase as I'm a lone wolf as we begin in 2024. But my hope is to pull together a ragtag crew of contributors over the coming year as this podcast takes shape. So to start off this new year and new podcast, I'm going to start with a three-parter season preview of all 12 Super League sides with the league now five weeks away from beginning. The plan is to do four teams an episode and the order will be from worst place to best place in the league from 2023. We therefore have to start with the team that secured promotion to the Super League from the Championship last year. London Broncos are back in the big time. The Capital Club are on their way back to European Rugby League top table. Yes, London Broncos were the 2023 Championship winners, beating Toulouse Olympic in the 2023 Grand Final. That clip came from VR Play's coverage of the Bonkers final in October. So let's take a look at how the Broncos are looking in 2024. So they finished fifth in the table, but they were promoted as playoff winners when they beat Toulouse. Their record over the course of the year was they won 16 games and they lost 11. The manager is Mike Eccles, who's going into a season with the Super League. And probably their key signing that they've made over the offseason is Hakim Malaldi. But we're going to go into all of their signings and departures in a second. So where do they start? So they start away at the Totally Wicked Stadium where they play St. Helens in round one. They then play Catalan Dragons at home in their first game um, back in London. And then they go away to uh, Hull FC. They're then at home to Wigan. And then they're at home to Warrington. So not the easiest introduction back into the Super League from them. The IMG grade for the Broncos as we uh, begin the 2024 season is 8.07. So they are the lowest ranked B team in the grading rankings from IMG. And their odds to win the Super League are 100 to 1. So they are also odds on uh, to finish bottom as well. So they've got the lowest odds for the title, highest odds for finishing bottom. But obviously this year, there is no relegation. It is purely based around the IMG rankings. And we'll come on to more of that over the course of the year as we seek to factor that into how teams play. So in terms of the stats from last year, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of public stats from the championship. But through Rugby League Project, we can see that they had the seventh best offense in 2023. Uh, they scored 600 points. They also had one of the fourth best defences in 2023, conceding 552 points. Ilias Makani was the top try scorer for the team with 21 tries in 2023. And Alex Walker, the fullback, was the second top try scorer with 20 tries for the squad. So let's have a look at that comings and goings in the offseason. We'll start with the big signing, which was Reese Kennedy, uh, a prop forward from Hull KR. Um, recently, they've brought in Hakeem Malaudi, who has previous Super League experience. He can play as a fullback, a centre or a winger. 
and he's come over from the Limau Grizzlies over in France. Uh, James Meadows is a standoff halfback or centre from Batley. Sadiq Adebiye uh, can play as one of the forward pack. He's from the Keeley Cougars. Robbie Story is a centre from Keeley Cougars as well. Uh, Gideon Boafu is a winger they've picked up from Newcastle. That's the English Newcastle team, not the Australian team. And Josh Rourke is a fullback centre from Batley. In terms of their departures, there's not been a lot of outgoings over in London. They've uh, let Paul Allberg, a winger, he's gone off to Toulouse. And Wellington Albert has been picked up by Featherstone. So the potential 13 heading into game week one against St. Helens, uh, you'd have Alex Walker as a fullback. Uh, the wingers would be Ilias Makani and new signing Hakeem Malaudi. Uh, in the centres, you'd have Jared Bassett and Dalton Grant. Standoff, Harry Rywali and Oliver Leyland could fill in that role. And halfback is probably going to be Corey Norman. In terms of the props, uh, new signer Reese Kennedy would come in alongside Lewis Bianek. Uh, Sam Davis would be his hooker. The second row forwards would be Will Lovell and Ethan Natale. And at loose forward or lock, you'd have Dean Parata. So let's have a look at the main storylines for this club as we enter 2024. So look, the Broncos are widely expected to be the team that struggles in the league in 2024. The squad is simply not set up to compete at a higher level and with a very low IMG rating that has them 24th in the rankings, their existence in the league beyond 2024 is extremely unlikely. And The Guardian reported that even if they won the grand final in 2024, it is not going to be enough to see their rating jump up into the top 12. So I guess the real question is, how are they going to be competitive? What's going to be their main motivation? Are they really going to be able to make a go of it this year? But I think we can look back into history when in 2019, the Broncos were in the Super League. They were very competitive for the most part. And they did actually end up only being relegated when they lost in their final game to Wakefield to return to the championship. Uh, but they do have a lack of Super League experience in the squad. Look, there are some talented players across the squad but not a lot of players with recent experience of playing in the top division. You look across the expected 13 and you wonder how many of these players would be able to get game time in other Super League squads. I'm not saying they're going to be a walkover and like every team that gets promoted from the championship, they deserve their spot in Super League. They did fantastically in the playoffs last year. But is this a Super League standard roster? I don't think so. And the club have admitted they're going to have part-time plays on their roster as well, despite they're going to be competing in Europe's highest league. But I guess a one last thing would be a big benefit of having the Broncos in the Super League is it is a further resurgence of the game outside of Northern England. So IMG have previously spoken about how London is going to be a key place that they want to grow the game in the future. So having the Broncos in the league in 2024 is a chance to really build a fan base and bring in new supporters to the club who will be playing some of the best plays in Europe. So I guess you could look at it as it's going to be a short-term boost, but potentially going to have some long-term gains for growing the game in the capital. Let's move on then to the team that finished 11th in Super League last year, and that was the Castleford Tigers. Now, they won six games and they lost 21. Uh, the star player was arguably their uh, Luke's forward, Joe Westerman. So the manager is Craig Lingard for this year. And one of the big signings they've made is Sam Wood, a winger from Hull KR. Their first five games then, they're at home to Wigan. They go away to Salford. They're then away at Warrington. They're then at home for Huddersfield. And then they make the trip to the south of France to take on Catalans. 
So a, quite a tricky set of fixtures there to kind of begin the season. They've got obviously got the Wigan, who are the champions coming into it, and Warrington are meant to be a very tricky side, and Catalans as well. But teams like Salford and Huddersfield, it's very hard to say where they're going to be this year. So they've got a bit of a mixed bag to start with. It's also worth saying that Castleford's last title was in 1986 when they won the Challenge Cup. Uh, so the IMG grade uh, heading into 2024 is 13.49. So that's a B grade. And their odds for the title are 66 to 1 from Odds Checker. So that's the 10th best odds to win the league. And I'm going to start by talking about some of the stats from last year. And the offense, the offense was just attacking all over the place. Um, they were at 11th in attack with 323 points scored. They had the worst defense in the whole of Super League with 774 points conceded. They scored the 11th amount. They were 11th in try scored with 53, 11th in try assists, 11th in tackle bursts, 12th in carries, and 12th in meters made. And they actually also had the second fewest goals and they only kicked 48 over the whole of last year. So their main weakness heading into this year was they did not have a potent enough attack. If you look at some of the um, defending stats, they were second in tackles, though that could be a misleading um, stat there, but they were second in missed tackles as well. So there were opportunities where they could make more of a dent on that side of the ball. But the key thing that jumps out is that a lot of their key players from last year have moved on. So Greg Eden was their top try scorer. He had nine. The next highest was uh, Fariamo, and he had seven. They didn't have a top try scorer, try sister, or tackler in the top 20 within the league last year. Um, Jacob Miller also had the most missed tackles in the league in 2023 with 101, but he did have the ninth most carries. And Joe Westerman is obviously quite an attacking threat for them, but it really should come more from the backs. But he had the seventh most offloads with 36 in 2023. So as I was saying, they're, they're losing a lot of experience in their attack as well. But maybe they really did need a whole reshaping in that part of the field. Um, I'll start with the outgoings then. So they've lost. Niall Evald has gone. He's fullback winger. He's off to Hull KR. Greg Eden, their winger slash fullback, has gone over to Halifax. Uh, Kenny Edwards, a second rower, has gone to the Mackay Cutters. Uh, Gareth Widdop, another fullback standoff, he's gone to Halifax uh, to join Greg. Uh, Elliot Wallace is a winger that they've picked up on loan from Huddersfield. Sorry, he's gone away to Huddersfield. That was um, a trade where they've sent him off and they've brought him in a senior as a winger centre on loan from Huddersfield in return. Uh, other departures, they've had Jordan Turner, who's a centre standoff. He's gone over to Oldham. Alex Sutcliffe, a centre second rower. He's gone to Doncaster, as well as Suwaya Matagi. He's a prop. That's also made the move over to Doncaster. Jacob Hookham, uh, he can play as a hooker, a halfback standoff. He's gone to Dewsbury. And the last departure is Aaron Willis, who is a prop, also can play in the second row. He's gone off to the Midlands Hurricanes. So quite a lot of departures, but quite a lot of incomings to in mitigation from that. So big signing, Sam Wood, a winger for Hull FC, was massively important for Hull in 2023. Luke Hooley, who has started to make a bit of a name for himself in training, is a fullback that they've picked up from the Leeds Rhinos and he's expected to slot straight in. Rowan Milnes is a standoff halfback they've picked up from Hull KR. Another one they picked up from Hull KR is the second rower, Louis Johnson. 
from England as well. They've had Josh Hodson, who's a centre from Batley. They've also picked up Sammy Kabula, who is a prop from Batley as well. Um, but they've also picked up quite a few names from down under. So from North Sydney in the second row, they've picked up Eli El Zakim. He's likely to become a major force for them. Um, then you've also got Josh Sim, who's a centre winger from Vinum. And then Nixon Putt is a second rower from the Central Queens and Capras. He's expected to be a factor. And then finally, you've got Sylvester Namu, who is a prop from the Townsville Blackhawks. So what does that then lead into their potential starting 13? So as I said, Luke Hooley is expected to be their starting fullback for the Cass in 2024. The wingers are going to be Jason Gary Gary and Sam Wood will slot in as one of the new sign-ins. In the centres, Jack Broadbent and Jordan Turner. Standoff, Jacob Miller. Halfback is likely to be Paul McShane retaining his role. And then there's not a lot of change when you go up front. Um, with the props likely to be Liam Watson, Moise Mustafa. At hooker, you'll have Liam Horn. Second row forwards likely to be George Lawler and Alex Meller, though you could probably see Nixon Puck come in from one of those two. And at loose forward, a lock uh, is their star man, Joe Westerman. So what are the main storylines for Cass going into 2024? So they really need to put a potentially calamitous 2023 season behind them. Uh, look, they're going to be hoping that they have a much more rosier 2024 after the horrendous 2023 uh, look, they said goodbye to two former head coaches in Lee Radford and Andy Last. The coaching just couldn't get them over the line last year. And they put their fans through a real relegation fight with Wakefield for the large part of the second half of last year. Look, and the fans have not seen their side reach the playoffs since 2019 when they finished fifth. However, they are still, as I said at the start of this preview, the bookmakers and pundits favourites to finish in the bottom two just ahead of the London Broncos in 2024. So. What the experts are saying, likely to be a bit more misery for Cass fans. And whilst I've talked about the genuine promise in the signings of winger Sam Wood, uh, P- Nixon put as a PNG international, and Luke Hooley showed some promise, um, the question really is, are these signings that can elevate the squad to a much higher level than their play from 2023? Look, they've lost Niall Evalds despite his injuries. He's a loss, and that puts a lot of pressure on Hooley to step up quickly particularly with the fact that they also lost Greg Eden in the offseason as well. But one of the big offseason topics for Cass fans was the IMG score debacle. So, um, and we'll come, as I say, we'll come on more to this as we go through the pod over the season. So look, when IMG revealed their first grades, um, the top 12 teams are going to be the teams that play in Super League in 2025. And Castleford were graded 13th. So the lowest ranked Super League club, and they then launched an appeal to IMG over their indicative rating around the fact that incorrect data had been submitted, which would bolster their score and take them into the top 12 if the league accepted it. And the RFL, that's the Rugby Football League, decided not to alter the ranking, saying it would be unfair on other clubs if they allowed one of those to resubmit their data, which is frankly a fair argument. Many clubs would have grievances with the score that they ended up getting if they knew they could submit new data, I'm sure it would cause a lot of issues for the league if they let that happen. But the debacle has left Cass looking quite determined to up their score over the next coming 12 months. Uh, New club director Martin Jepsen is investing an immediate seven-figure sum into the club. And they're also looking to spend some money they've received from the local council to redevelop their stadium. 
and the club are targeting a big social media push in 2024 to up their followers across all their channels. So this is a club that is really determined to be in the top 12 in 2025. And look, we all, I think as fans of the sport, we all know how big a draw it is to be in Super League. But with this new system from IMG, it's very clear that clubs are going to be fighting tooth and nail to up their scores in any way possible. So let's come on to Hull FC. So they were the 10th um, best club in Super League last year. They won 10 games and they lost 17. Uh, the manager is Tony Smith. And I'd say probably their key signing is going to be Jake and Oakenbore, a winger they've picked up from the Canterbury Bulldogs. Let's have a look at their first five games. So they start off our Super League 2024 season with a home game against their big crosstown rivals, uh, the Robins. They then go away to the Wolves. They've got a home game against London. They then make the trip to France to place the Dragons. And then they're at home against Lee Leopards. That, besides London, is a pretty intimidating first five games. And I think that's going to tell us a lot about this club very early on. Their last title was back in 2017 when they won the Challenge Cup. They have an A IMG grade. They've got 1505 as their score. And they have the eighth best odds for the title, according to Odds Checker, with 28 to 1. But as with Castleford, the stats really paint a picture of where some of the setbacks and the weaknesses came from this squad. So they had the ninth best attack with four, seven, six points scored. Uh, they had the 10th best defense with 654 points conceded. And look, they finished 10th, but they were 8th in tries scored, 8th in try assists, 6th in tackle bursts, 9th in carries, and 9th in meters made. So they were not in the bottom few, few clubs when it came to the attacking stats, but they were the first in missed tackles, and they were the first in errors in 2023. So clearly the defence let them down in parts last year. But look, Adam Swift who is departing the club uh, for Huddersfield. He was the top try scorer with 19 tries. That was the sixth best in the league. Jack Clifford, who is also leaving the club this year, or he's already left. He had 19 try assists. That was joint 11th highest in the league. Uh, Qatar Fashion Houghton were in the top 20 for tackles made across the whole of the league. So they were well up there for making tackles. They spent a lot of time with the opposition having the ball against them. Um, so what kind of, how has that stats impact then shaped the outgoings and incomings for the squad? So as I mentioned, Jaden Oakenbaugh, he's a tricky winger that he picked up from Canterbury. He's going to be one of their star signings. They've got Herman Assis. He's a prop from the Dolphins um, who enter in their second season down in the NRL. They've also picked up Franklin Pele, a prop from Canterbury. And uh, Jack Walker is a fullback they've picked up from Hull KR. So a lot of incomings from the NRL, as well as uh, Fermanu Brown, who is going to slot straight into the squad in the halves. Uh, Morgan Smith um, also plays in the halves and the hooker he's picked up from Wakefield. Jack Ashworth is a second row that they've um, got from Huddersfield. But the outgoings, yeah, that they're, they're, qu they're quite big for them. So uh, Chris Atai is a one of their starting props. He's gone over to Catalan. Adam Swift, as I said, he's left for Huddersfield. He's a really big signing for the Giants. Andre Savelio is a second rower for Huddersfield. He's also gone across to Yorkshire there. 
And then you've got Jack Clifford, halfback standoff for the North Queensland Cowboys. So he's made the move down under after he was poached by that club. And Ben McNamara is he's likely to now go over to be one of the key players for Lee. So he's a halfback, a standoff as well. Uh, Brad Dyer is a Dwyer, I should say. It's a hooker. He's gone over to Warrington and the prop Scott Taylor has retired. So a lot of change in the offseason for Hull. And the potential 13 then going into 2024 is you've got Tex Hoy as starting fullback. The wingers could be anyone of Liam Tyndall, Donald McIntosh or Davey Litton. Lots of high hopes for Davey Litton this year. Carlos Tuamavive is one of the centres as well as Liam Sutcliffe. At standoff, probably going to have Jake Truman and you'd have Fermanu Brown would come in as the halfback. In the props, two new starters from Australia in Herman Assis and Franklin Pele. At hooker, probably have Horton still and the second rower would be Jaden Okenbohr and Ligi Sal. And in Luke's forward, you'd have Brad Fash. So the main storylines for Hull in 2024 is, look, here come the Aussies. <laughs> it is all change for a lot of the squad as they bring in a lot of new starters with Fermano Brown, SESA, Franklin Pele, uh, Oakenbore. They, As I say, with the 30, they are likely to slot straight into the expected starting lineup. So it's going to be a very different looking Hull side in 2024. And the question is, how likely is it going to take them all to gel with a lot of eyes on how Brown is going to be leading the squad in the halves alongside Truman? And is he going to make up for the loss of Jack Clifford, who is headed down under to the Cowboys? The attacking changes. Look, Jack Clifford and Adam Swift, as I said with the stats, were very critical to the Hull attack in 2023. And so it does beg the question of how much of an impact can the new Aussie recruits and the existing wingers and centres at the club how can you take all of that and reshape this attack? They were in the bottom three as said at the start in the league for most of the attacking metrics in 2023. And all this change is going to have an impact one way or another. And the big tease of the season really for them is could 2024 be the year that we start to see young back Davy Litton really make his mark on this whole squad and compete for a winger spot. They've also got a time down to a long-term contract as well. So there's a lot to look at with this kid. And I think there's big expectations from the fans that Hull have been out of the playoffs for three years now, but the indications from the bookies and game experts is it's going to be another difficult season for a club who, despite being one of Super League's biggest teams, they've yet to win it since 1983. The club continue to experience a second half of the season drop-off every year. And last year, they lost their last six games in a row. So can they reverse that trend to be more consistent in 2024? I know their fans are really going to be hoping that they are. So to finish off this one, we're going to talk the Giants. So they were the ninth best team in 2023. They won 11 games and they lost 16. The manager is Ian Watson. Their key signing is the winger Adam Swift from Hull. So their first five games... They start away at Lee, tricky game to start with. And then they're at home to St. Helens. They go away to Wigan. It's very hard first three games that I will say. They then go away to Castleford and then they're at home for the Robins. So not an easy start for Ian Watson's side. It's worth noting their last title was in 1962. So we're pushing a long time since their fans have seen them lift that trophy. 
the IMG grade for 2024 is 13.49, which is a B grade. And they have the seventh best odds for the Super League title at 18 to 1. So let's talk through some of the stats. So the big things that jump out, look, they, they finished ninth and they had the ninth best defense and the 10th best attack. So they're around about where they should be. Um, they had they scored 79 tries, so that's joint ninth, and they were 10th for try assists. However, they do have some quite good attacking stats. So they were fourth for carries made, fourth for tackle bursts, and they were the first for attacking kicks. Now, attacking kicks, that's usually if a squad is more reliant on that, on just really kicking in order to get the ball up the field and Clearly with Huddersfield last year, they factor that in a lot in terms of getting the ball out of their 20 and getting it up the field. That's that. But they were also fifth for meters made. So they didn't have the worst attack by any stretch. However, and they didn't make a lot of errors as well. So they were the last, they were 12th for errors with only 262 errors over the course of the year. But they were the 12th for offload. So that really tells you that they focus more on the kicking game to get up the field. and they didn't make a lot of errors as a result of that. In terms of the key player stats from 2023, Kevin Nakama was the top try scorer. He got 14. Uh, Lolo, Lolohe was joined 11th for try assists with 19. And he had, and they were sick. He was sixth in carries with 489 carries. Uh, Luke Yates, their captain and star player was first for tackles in 2023. He made 1,027, but they had no player in the top 20 for meters made. And this is where it's good to talk about some of their incomings. So let's start with the attack. So Adam Swift, star winger for Hull FC. He comes in and is likely to slot straight into the starting 13. You've also got Adam Clune. He can play as a halfback or as a standoff from Newcastle. He's come over. Uh, as I said before, when it came to the Castleford preview, Elliot Wallace has come to the squad. Um, on the loan sign in exchange for Ennis Senior heading the other way. Uh, Thomas Deacon is a hooker they've picked up from Sydney Roosters. That's a great signing in. Uh, in the second row, Andre Savelio is a second rower from Hull. And Hugo Salabio is a prop they've picked up from Wakefield. Uh, last one, I should say, is Jake Murchie, who is a second rower that they've purchased from Parramatta. I shouldn't say purchased. They've picked up from Parramatta. I don't think they paid any fee. So outgoings, they've got... Uh, Will Price, who can play many roles from fullback, halfback, standoff. He's gone over to Newcastle. Uh, Theo Fagues, uh, quite, he's had quite a prestigious Super League career, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries over the last few years. He heads over to Catalans, and he's likely to start for Catalans in 2024. Jack Ashworth, key second rower, he's gone over to Hull. Omin Trout, uh, a prop, he's over to Lee Leopards. Jermaine McIlvery, one of their starting wingers from 2023, he's dropped down to play with Wakefield. So not massive change, but some change in some very key parts. And so how that how does that affect the potential starting 13? Jake Connor will remain the fullback. Um, can he remain fit is a real big thing, and I'll come on to that. The wingers, Swift will jump straight in, it's likely, and he'll play alongside Halsall or Jake Bibby. In the centres, you're going to have Ethan Masters and Kevin Naikama. Uh, Ollie Russell or Tui Lalohe will be at standoff, um, but Lalohe could also play as a halfback or Adam Clune could fit into that role. So there's a lot of up in the air, really, around those kind of in the halves for 
for the squad. Uh, Joe Greenwood and Chris Hill likely to be the starting props with Adam Milner as the hooker. And the second row is likely to be Sam Hewitt and Jake Murchie. But you could also see Andre Savelio come in there. And at loose forward, Luke Yates is likely to retain his role. So let's talk about some of the main storylines heading in for the Giants. Big thing is, can they make a push for the playoffs? Look, 2023, this squad went into that into the year with such high hope from the fans, the media. It was all about can with the new sign of Jake Connor, can they really make a push and get into the playoffs and really just because look, this they made the Challenge Cup final in 2022. They they were really seen as a real one to watch. But the expectations have certainly dimmed, I think, on this squad. Um, they look, they've got most of it still intact, and it's certainly possible that with the decent additions of Adam Swift, we could see them finish higher up the table. But it's also worth noting that the aging spine means it's really got to happen sooner rather than later for Huddersfield before they then start to think about making a turnover with some of the squad. So can they see a trophy charge? is the big thing. Can we see them surge back up the table or can they make a run in the Challenge Cup? I think more the latter is more likely. Um, But one of the big player issues is going to be around can Jake Connor return to his best? The fullback was recovering from injury when he made the switch uh, in 2023 and in his own words, was probably way off from his best. Now with a full off-season recovery and a pre-season under his belt, are we going to see the return of the Maverick player who was such an influential and real great player to watch for Hull FC? So that brings an end to episode one of this new podcast. Make sure to bookmark these episodes for your teams ahead of the season so you can go back to it before the games begin. In episode two, we'll go through the teams who play seven through to four. Look, if you like what you heard, please, please subscribe and tell your rugby league mates all about it. If you didn't like it, tell them anyway. Well, who cares? We just want to really know a lot of people knowing more about what we're trying to do here with this pod. And follow us on socials at the Rugby League Hot Recap. We'll see you next time. <laughs>